Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome to March on the Courier Exchange. Spring has sprung, the sun is shining, blossoms are on the trees, summer is just around the corner. Which is why I'm currently sitting here in a t-shirt, a shirt, a hoodie and a hat. Because the child is inside doing loads of photos for stuff. Which incidentally, keep your eye out. We've got a big announcement coming on Wednesday, so um, yeah, there's, there's been um, there's been a bit of a transformation, a bit of a change in the house. But keep it. It's going out on five o'clock, and I've been, I've been getting it together. It's coming out on five o'clock on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, big news. Uh, in the meantime, spring is definitely here, and I know you don't believe me. Look at this. I made that cuttings. I went round all last week and cut all the bits I was out for an entire day. I don't love my garden. I never thought I would. Just tidying up and trimming and cutting. See all these? They'll be dead by this time next week. I'm absolutely useless when it comes down to stuff. But we work on what we used to be called a Burt Price School of Gardening. It will live or it will die. I'll do one on that one day. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a week. Has normal kind of um, been an interesting one. Um... Tiffy, you asked for like days in the life. Well, I did Pinewood Studios on Wednesday. That one's going out tomorrow. So keep your nose. Yeah, that one's going out tomorrow evening. Keep your eyes out for that one as well. Me at the film studios. Um, yeah, it's fine for most of it. And then, anyway, but that aside, let's not talk about what's coming. What's coming, let's talk about what we're doing. So I'm going to lead off with one of my favourites. I love these. And I always like to try to show the other side, you know, so fair enough if, you know, you can either block and delete or not. So I'm going to open up with this is um, Lanzi for Lee. And this is this is his opinion, as always, as I've written it. It says, in all the videos I've seen, the difference in yours is that you're unwilling to be negative about the CX in any real purpose, which is kind of untrue because in the previous week I said they keep blocking the price up. And But anyway, reading on. And... 
As someone with ex experience in logistics, I'm aware of how the sector works. This video, I'm not sure which one this was, uh, along with the one where you sat down and did one interview, that's the one I did with Ben at HBC. Now, you can knock me, if you want to knock Ben, okay, he's kind of very, very big in the game, and he kind of knows what he's doing, but, uh, I mean, you can knock me. I'm some some small-time Charlie who has not a clue what's going on, but you can't really level that one at Ben. He's kind of been doing it for about 20-odd years, and they got, they're got they a they're a big firm, like, you know? Um if your only confirms that you have links or interests in the owners or runners of the CX. In business, less variables the better. The idea that, no, that not knowing what you're doing from one day to the next is a big issue in this sector. To highlight this as a positive is very bizarre. Yes, on a personal level, an individual may prefer the uncertainty, but from a um, statistic or business point of view, it's incorrect. And I think you know that. CX is like many before it is about supply and demand looking at the terms and conditions to work terms and conditions to work join is why it has grown but why it will close like many others for cx to use the i don't know what that was that's probably preemptive tech knocked him off there environment card while i don't think they did i did that um while only allowing part loads is laughable, not from a business point of view, though the CX may anyway. Um, it's a free country. People can transact with who they want, but let's have a bit more honesty. People joining this are putting money in that they will struggle to find. My advice, cut out the middleman, do business cards, drive down to your local industrial estates and network build slowly, then network with other couriers informally. And as usual, my reply is what it is in situations like this. Okay. Right. Uh, McNeil93. He says, wish me luck, Pete. I have my cat C plus E driving test on Thursday. So by the next q and I'll either be very happy or crying into my teddy. Um, thought of the retest is associated with the cost. But Neil, I hope you passed it, mate. Let me know. Go on, let me know. I hope it's a thumbs up. If it's not, mate, don't worry. If you get it wrong, you get it right next time. It'll happen, you know? So, it took me three goes to pass my driving test. I could drive, just had no confidence. Once I realised that all you needed to do was confidence, that was fine. I sailed for my class two first time, no problem at all. Uh, right. So, videos one hanging over from last week, uh, poaching on the CX. Um, Paul Slight, he says, Thanks, mate. Appreciate the video. Paul, no problem. He says, um, I think it was him last question, in fairness. Uh, like you said, it's not worth it in the end. I've actually been booked by different shippers to the same place within a few weeks. So these companies usually use numerous shippers. Keep up the good work. It's true, Paul. You'll often see jobs coming up. The one that makes me laugh is when you get a customer who thinks he's going to get a better deal by going to three or four different courier companies to get the best price. And then you see exactly the same job ping up four times on CX. You think all you've done is write four phone calls to go like that, so those will just go like that to the same place anyway. All you've done is push yourself three phone calls and a bit of time, but crack on there, you know. No one knows about the CX. You know, that is one advantage you have. In Magic, they used to call it a gimmick. Everybody knows what magicians do, but the trick is to work out when they're doing it. So there's loads of people there that, you know, just don't know about the CX. I mean, you, you can employ this to your advantage. Uh, Van on a run says, um, delivery drivers, wonderful people. Um, I wonder where this because we we talked about yeah on the on the poaching thing. I wonder where the CX would stand 
on a legal footing if someone they banned, revoked, or poached for challenging court. I'm not. He's not. I'm not condoning poaching at all. No, absolutely not. He's a solid man. He does. He does his own channel, Van on the Run. Please check it out. He's a he's a man on life on the road guy. You know. Um, I just wonder if they can really do anything about it. Is it's a free market? The CX people are not daft. They need to put in such rules as potentially customers' insurance, their values, customer base will save. Yeah, it's right. It's kind of the unwritten law. When I used to work the markets, we used to have an unwritten law that went, if I'm working on a market, you don't come and set up, set up opposite me. So if I'm really busy on Finchley, you don't set your stall up selling the same thing as me on Finchley because I wouldn't do the same to you on Wilson or something like that. And it's kind of like that. It's kind of in place as an unwritten law um, obviously, you could try and enforce it, but it's just it's just the etiquette thing in it, really. And as long as it works, brilliant. We well, also did one on cars on the CX because I'm going back through my book. I've done a load. I've been clocking them up. I've, I'm actually doing a few, so they're coming out soon. Just catching up all the questions you asked that I kind of fell behind with. There we go. Thanks very much. A little bit of something um, because I kind of got knocked sideways with a truck. Um, but they're coming out. I, I might have to go like three a week just to catch up. But I hope that's okay. Cars on the CX. Uh, Daniel Peace says, Hi Pete, the only platform for small vans is Courier Expert. I've never used Courier Expert. I hear that, you know, it's cheap to join, but the amount of jobs on it, not so special. But as someone who's never done it, I can't comment. So guys, you have to do you. I don't know what the score is. That's what um, Daniel Peace says. Maybe it works really well with cars. Maybe it doesn't really work with vans and stuff like that. If you know more, please let me know. Lee Westcott says, uh, also, the thing about joining six in the car is you might not find enough work on the car to be able to pay the annual fee for the CX. That's my fear. I mean, it doesn't take long to get a job money back. You only need to do like one or two jobs a month to get your job money back. But for the amount of jobs that ping up for the car, you might only get three or four a month, in which case it's not worth the grief, is it? I wouldn't bother. I, I don't think it's the way forward. Uh, Neptune Courier says... Hi, Pete. He says, now, this is quite good because we've actually got the stats on this one. He says, I've done 400 jobs on the CX now and 20 of them were listed as car jobs. That actually sounds quite high to me. But, again, 400 jobs across how long a period? Like I say, I still don't think it's ideal for the... Um, it's not an ideal car platform. Um, Cobb Logistics says... A lot of companies won't let you on site if it's not a van or a truck. Amazon will not let cars, SUVs, Jeeps on site. Has to be a van or a truck. Now, I'm assuming that that's if you're doing the relay. Because the relay is vans, but I know they do the flex. And I know that flex comes up in cars. If anyone is out there doing the relay, doing the flex, can you let me know a little bit more about it? Because it helps. We've got a multi-drop monthly coming up, which is going to tie in with the circuit channel or the people who sort of... Um, who also sponsor my channel, I do videos for I don't sponsor my channel, but I do videos for them and they pay me. Um, and that's much more that way, and I'd love to get in touch with a load of you guys, doing the Amazon, doing the Flex, doing the Hermes. We can maybe push the questions over there a little bit, and we can actually try and do what we do on that channel, what we do on this channel, help people, which is always the plan. So, um, And also they pay me, which means it helps me, but by helping me, I get to do this, which hopefully helps help other people. Da, 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 da. Um... Van on the run again says it's now now this is not quite related to the cars, but I tone it in on this bit as well because they're doing bikes. He says oh, I'm a bit late watching the video. He said I started he said I started doing this, he started doing his deliveries at the bottom rung of the ladder, doing the the Uber Eats and the Deliveroo on a bicycle. He said I used to do bicycle races back in the day, so it's good training. Because the more you ride the bike, the quicker you get, presumably. Uh, lots of people were doing food deliveries cars are registered as being on bikes. 
so almost certainly they don't have the, the correct vehicle insurance. I used to get customers saying to me, oh, you're actually on a bike. When it says on the app they turn up, they usually turn up in cars. The government needs to set up an auto-based system that covers all zone Oh, and yeah, yeah, and also that's something on zone charges nationwide. That's something different. Um, it's hard to keep track of. Well, yes, it is, my friend. So the cars and bikes thing, again, not really my scene. I kind of started in the Luton van and moved up to, I'm in an 18-ton now. Luton, 7.5-ton, 18-ton, slowly working my way up through the system. I am going to be in a 747 by the end of it. Or a spaceship, space rocket. That'd be nice. A nuclear submarine. My cousin Daniel has driven a nuclear submarine. He's a cameraman. It's another story. Um, but yeah, I know very little about it, but that, that's your take on it all, and as usual, I'm grateful. All right, so we've done one this week um, also on should you include the charges when you're bidding for a job. And I always say, from a shipper's point of view, they kind of want a one-stop shop. They want to know the price, and that's the price you charge. Not, there's a price, oh yeah, but did you not see that I put in the notes £12.50? It just complicates things for everybody, you know? Uh, James Bertrand says, just cover yourselves and do your calculations wisely. Bottom line, you're in it to make money and you make profit. And you're dead right, James. But the thing is with the CX jobs is sometimes you have to, you've got to be in there quick. You think by the time you've worked out, how much are my miles? What's the zone charge? Let me just check. Is it in the zone? Oh, yeah. No, it's not in the zone. And then you go to quote it and it's sold. So sometimes you have to go wham. Um, what I would say in those situations is overquote. So if you think it's in the zone, overquote. Then quickly check to see if it is in the zone, and if it's not in the zone, then quickly put in a slightly cheaper quote if you feel that way inclined. Because there's a possibility that you overquote, and this has happened to me before, and in the time it's taken me to work out that it wasn't in the zone, they've run me back and accepted the quote anyway. So I got the overquote, which is always nice. But it makes you cheddar cheese for people. Um, Nigel Rainbird said, it's an interesting subject. He says, I have a Euro 6. He says, yes, Euro 6 vans. He says, my van's a year old. I only ever put the congestion charge and never the ULIS because that's the advantage we have over Euro 5s. Our quotes are lower and I reckon shippers know it's by your registration plate. You start piling everything on, you'll never win a bid. Maybe. It all depends, mate. I mean, it's up to you. Or maybe you're underbidding. You could at least bid half. You could go what everyone else is going to have to put on the extra 15 quid for the ULIS charge. Well, I'll add on another ten, another fiver, another seven pound fifty. Stuff mounts up, but you do you at the end of the day. You know what you're. You will work out how many bids you're winning. And I say, if you're winning sixty, in my book, you want to be winning sixty-five percent of the bids. Some people go, I want to be winning twenty percent of the bids, but I want them bids to be bomb. You know. So it depends how you do you. This is the thing. I ain't telling anybody how to do their job. All I've ever done is tell people how I've done my job and passed on the information from the people that know better than me. And on a subject of the people that know better than me, we're on to the wise guys. You might be pleased to know, actually, we've got a lot of miscellaneous today. I haven't done miscellaneous for ages. A lot of good questions from people. I've got to give me a penny out of them. A lot of good questions that I will be answering as soon as I've caught up on all the videos, the ones that I should have answered before. So, the wise guys, what we've got today on the LEZKB says, is there legal help with challenging fines? I've received over £2,000 in fines. That's a tricky one though, Kaby. I don't know. I would say the people you'd want to go to would probably be the Citizens Advice Bureau, although I imagine they're very heavily worked. Otherwise, you've got to get a solicitor and they charge money. How have you let... How? As it happened, I would say your only defence might be is if you clocked up £2,000 worth of fines before you even realised you had fines. If you just kept getting them, 
the question is going to be asked, well, why did you keep going in? But I don't know. So if anyone can help with that one, can we help KB out? Is there any legal help if you get the LEZ fines? Um, Nick, also the urban trucker, said, hi, Pete. On the O license questions, I hear they're looking to set up a skip hire firm. To answer that question properly, um, I would need more information as the movement of waste can be very different to normal road haulage. For example, are they a sole trader, a limited company? Are they collecting or delivering their own skips or moving other people's? He has done a large amount. You don't, if you want to go, the guys who asked about setting up a skip hire firm, if you go to the comment under Nick the Urban Trucker, um, but what I've done, because I thought it was very invaluable, I've printed it out, Nick, and um, I'm going to do a video on it separately on how to set up a skip hire firm in case anyone, you know, thinks of doing it and they can just go straight to the video. You know, it's all good, isn't it? What else? Uh, Patrick McNichols says, Pete, regarding a seven and a half ton, I'm thinking of moving up from a Luton van. I've been looking at an Iveco 7.2 ton as the DAF 7.5 is much different on the loading bed. Um, how would you rate the DAF than the Iveco? Um, I had an Iveco. My first truck was an Iveco. Shirley was an Iveco. 7.2 to 7.5 might not be an issue. The only problem is when you when you only when you're driving a seven and a half ton truck, your load isn't that heavy. You really, I mean, my truck weighed in with a full tank of Air Blue and a full tank of gas at five two. You could probably, you know, maybe round it off because when them weight bridges aren't always that exact. Exact. I'd say my truck was five tons, so I could carry two and a half ton. If you could, if you've got a truck that can carry seven point two, and your truck weighs five point two, you can only carry two ton. It's starting to get not too far off Luton, Luton weight. In which case, you can think, why do I bother? Unless you're thinking more along the lines of the capacity on the bed. And if you're thinking along the capacity of the bed, my truck was six metre bed. I'd be curious to know if the 7.2, if the 7.2 has only got like, it's like a, are we talking about one of them kind of Luton lorries? It's only got a five metre bed or a four metre bed. In which case, if you're going to go for the O licence, quite frankly, I'd go for the DAF. I think what you're getting is an uprated Luton van, and you get that a lot on the CX as well. Where they go, we want a real, we want a real seven and a half ton, not a, like um, a Mitsubishi or an Isuzu or an Iveco. I have been at a site before where they booked a seven and a half ton. The guy turned up in a five ton, seven point two Iveco van, which I assume is what you're talking about, and they just went, "See you later." They ain't coming on here. So that's my personal opinion, Patrick. I think. I need a little bit more information, mate. If we're talking about one of those kind of post office type extended Lutons, in my personal opinion, and also from your own personal comfort from driving, I definitely would go for the um, for the DAF, for the big one. It's, it's just nicer. Higher driving position, more space in the cab, more control of the roads. People move out your way a little bit more, you know, if you're in a seven and a half tonne. Not as much as they do when you're an 18 tonne, I've now discovered. They just go, whoa! Unless they're driving Arctics, in which case they look at you like you're a paper plane. Anyway, enough of that one. A bit more information, mate, please. But I would say, if it's one of those kind of upgraded Lutony type vans, do yourself a favour. Get yourself a proper, an Iveco or a DAF or a Merc, but a proper 7.5 tonne. Trucks. Uh, Godzilla's says, um, oh, he's on the license thing. We're on the O license thing here. He said, if you apply for two new credit cards from some of the higher interest companies, expect this to cover the amount. I guess, I think to get a truck, you need 8.2 or 8.4K. 
So if you can get two credit cards for about five grand on each, brilliant. And if they've got the high interest, it doesn't matter as long as you never use the cards. Just show them. You've got to have them for about two, three months, I think. Someone will tell me this in a minute. Just lock them in a drawer. There you go. That's in case of emergency. Break glass. I've got the money. Should something terrible go wrong? This is another thing that surprises me. And I'm sure it's to do with the fact that people run new lorries. But they're saying that if you are running a vehicle, you need at least £8,400 in the bank. Now, bear in mind the fact the last vehicle I bought outright cost me £8,400. £8,400 seems a lot for a repair bill. But then I suppose the argument is, if you decide to run a truck that's 120k and something goes wrong, you might need that eight grand or so to repair it. So I guess that's the argument. He said, it goes on to say, it's not a good way to be frank. Uh, they prefer to see cash in the bank. But if you have a mixture of cash and also cards, that's a better place. So try and get as much money as you can behind you. Try and get as much money in the bank as you can. What you can't, you can cover with credit. An overdraft facility, perhaps, or a business overdraft or cards. Um, and then hopefully as things progress, you can get more and more dough behind you. Uh, Dale Steele says, uh, from memory, and he's a guy I think he said, it's cash in the bank. The money has to be there for a minimum of three months without dropping below the threshold. So you're better off using credit facilities. I suppose however you do it is how you do it. Uh, W338Y1. It's a droid's name. Um, it's to do with taco calibration. When you take it, for it's, oh, it's to do with the fact that my, thank you, it's to do with my goes on to bed. I've got used to the fact that now if At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If I turn the ignition off, the bed flashes three times and then goes on the bed. So even if you send it to hammers, then you turn the ignition off, it reverts back to bed. So now I know what I have to do with my taco. Turn the key off. The only problem is sometimes you can't see the light. The light goes orange when you turn the key. So you turn the key off, set it to hammers, turn turn, or you turn the engine off, turn it on so you can see the, the display, set it to hammers, and then when you turn it off, it goes to bed. Now I know this, I just go like this. Then I get the phone out with me torch on and go, yeah, it's on bit. Oh yeah, that's on hands. Rather. <laughs> Joys of getting old. When you get old, you can do gardening. Not dead yet. <laughs> hey, there we go. 
Um, right. And I'm finding from Dale Steele on tracks. He says, the trouble with using hotels in big trucks is that you struggle to find hotels where you can park near your truck. Unless you get hotels at motorway services. Dale, you're dead right with that one. We might do one on that one, in fairness. Um, it's a problem I've always had is when I was in a seven and a half tonne, I wanted to get a room for the night, is I couldn't ring up and book the hotel ahead of time because when I got to the motorway services, I didn't know if there was a parking space. Nine times out of 10 there was, um, but there's always a possibility that all the truck stops will be full. And then you've done the hotel money. Um, alternatively, you get in there, you find the parking space, you go in, they go, no, the rooms are clear. So then you've got to go on to the next one. It's a bit of a pain and you can't book any, I've even tried doing the Google Maps thing doing any old Tom, Dick and Harry travel lodge, but some of them you turn up to and you go, well, there's no way to park a lorry here, is there? And particularly now I'm in the bigger one, and seven and a half tonne, not so bad. I could almost sneak that into the corner of their car park, but now it's getting a little bit silly, like, you know, so, but mate, you are dead right, that is a problem. The uh, Solutions, please, wise guys, what do we do about this one? Sleep in your lorry, presumably. Get a nice big luxury lorry, just sleep in that, no problem. Um, and now, miscellaneous. So there was a lot of miscellaneous this week, so um, away we go. Uh, Luna LTD says, hi Pete, hope you're well. I'm lovely, thank you very much Luna. He says, so basically, I'm joining up with um, the CX, we're thinking of hiring drivers and hiring out vans. Just wanted to find out the terms of booking jobs for everyday drivers, is it time consuming? How much work actually goes into booking jobs, etc. The reason I'm asking at the moment is we're both working full-time jobs and want to start a business together. Luna, I know this is not going to be the advice you want to hear, but I had a nightmare when I tried that. There is a video about me when I started, because I was naive and I didn't know what I was doing, and we come up with a brilliant idea of subcontracting on CX. Apparently it's been done before, and it'll be done again, and it is a recipe for disaster. Um, I also thought I would be able to control drivers from my van. Um, never had an accident in my van. On the first day we launched it, on day one, I managed to drive it through a width restriction and clonk the side of it, uh, drop it down a hole, and forget to put the pallet truck back on the chock so it hit the back shutter and knocked the back shutter out in one day. So very quickly, we, I went, this, this ain't happening. And that's how we got, uh, Gemma came about being in the office controlling the vans because I realized very, very quickly that I couldn't do both. As for the whole idea of trying to control vans, the thing is also you'll find nothing will happen when you're a shipper, and I'm sure you shippers out there will, will comply with this, uh, will concur with this. Nothing can happen for two hours and then something goes wrong on all five of your jobs at the same time, exactly the same time. You're going to get a phone call going, oh, this road's not ready. Oh, I can't find the place. Oh, the place they sent me to is not right. Oh, this is too heavy at the same time. And then you've got to sort them all out. And if you're trying to do that a full-time job, mate, you've got absolutely no chance. It will just go absolutely sideways very, very, very quickly. So I would recommend if it's the kind of thing you want to do, um, you're going to have to think about getting one person at least who's dedicated to doing it all of the time. If that's cost effective for you or not, I don't know, my friend. But to try to save your world of pain, I wouldn't recommend it. I could be wrong, and it's just my opinion at the end of the day. But from personal experience, when I tried to do it, it was a horror show. So but if you can do it and it works for you, well done. Well done. I hope it really does, like, you know, and um, I don't want to put anybody off their dreams or anything like that. But just from a personal point of view, it was like, ah. <sighs> Sorry, mate. Uh, Paul, Curtin, Paul yeah, Curtin says, Curtin side, thieves love them. He also says, Curtin side, parked on the street. Good luck with that. Um, my advice to that, Paul, would be 
Well, obviously, if it's a lorry, I ain't parked on the street because you need an off-road parking space. But I always say get a looter with a curtain side. The way around that is just leave the back door open. Don't lock it. There's no point locking a curtain side because all they're going to do is get a standing knife and go like that and see what's in it. A little scoop. Oh, no, nothing in there. Don't lock it. Leave the back door open. Um, all the worst things going to happen is you might lose your panic truck. Or, you know, you can probably lock your panic truck down to the bed if you're clever about it. Um, and any drills and straps you've got, well, if they go, it's not the end of the world. But that would be what I would say. Leave the back door open. He also says, a sprinter with 1,700 on the clock. In about a year, you'll be looking at some serious repelables. I bought one from new, fine for a while. Then they really start to cost and become rust-coloured. Um, overrated. Okay for continent work, but city multi-drop staff, uh, which pays the best and the most stressful. Transits for me, I've owned and hired all types of vans. Each to their own, Paul. I love my Sprinter. I bought my Sprinter with around about 150 on the clock. It went on to about 250, lasted me 18 months. I knew at around about 300,000 miles the injectors were going to cause me problems, but that was when I decided to jump into lorries anyway. But from the point of view of driving all day long, I love the Sprinters. They're good vans, they're powerful vans. They've got the bump. You know, you, you, you're fully loaded and you're flying uphill at 70 miles an hour away. Um, I like the extra space in the cab. That's what I didn't like about the transits. I didn't like the fact they're all a little bit, there ain't enough room. I'm six foot one and I'm not a small geezer and um, there ain't a lot of room in transits but you do you some people do transits some people do VWs some people do sprinters some people do Renaults no one does Renaults <laughs> Well, Daniel Garumba, Superhero Transport Manager, he says, leave the French to what they're good at. Drinking champagne and smoking cigarettes. I didn't say it. He said it. He's he's um, he's Romanian. He's allowed to say these things. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's just personal preference. I've always loved the Sprinter, but you guys do you. If you're a Citroen man, drive a Citroen. I'm not telling anybody what to do. Matthew Smith says, um, remember, if you're using Dalmate with Road Lords, on that, the destination should be bang on accurate. I presume that means that Delmay does integrate with Road Lords. I don't use Delmay. I find it personally, I find it overpriced. I don't do that many drops, so I, maybe one or two a day on average. And I've never really struggled to find it. Apparently, it is very, very good, but they want it on a subscription, and I'm not prepared to do the subscription that they charge. Maybe I'm doing myself a misservice. I don't know, but I've never, I've never really struggled to find a drop that badly, you know. So it's never, it's not been an issue for me. But thanks for the advice, anyway. Uh, Dean H says, he says, Pete, I'm running a couple of seven and a half ton lorries on the CX. Um, I would run into problems with customers. If I had cabs and backdoors, would I? Sorry, would I run into problems with customers if I had cabs or, or backdoors sign written? The CX prefers um, plane vans. Everybody prefers plane vans because you're going in as them. So if I book you as part of Van Gogh Transport, I want you to turn up and everyone to think you're Van Gogh Transport, not your DH couriers, because it's got DH couriers. Written all over the side of the van. Having said that, most people you pick up from don't give a toss. They don't read the side of the van. Although I have noticed that now I'm now driving an 18-ton truck with pallet ways written all over the side of it because the curtain's got pallet ways on it. I get a lot of time you go in the guys pallet ways because written on the side of the lorry, so they think I'm pallet ways. Again, something that superhero transport manager Daniel pointed out. He said, if you plaster it all over your van, doesn't get you any more work. Just buys you a load of grief. All you get is phone calls going, I saw your driver going down the street and he cut me up. Your driver parked on a corner and I was trying to get my cat out. You know, that kind of thing. You can do it. You can do magnetic signs. 
I don't know how much more work you'll get from sign writing your van. I don't know how much, in comparison to work versus grief, I reckon it's going to be a lot more grief comparison to work. But again, Dean, you do you. I would say the only time you really want to focus on getting your van sign written is if you actually start getting your own end user customers on a regular basis and then you've got a van going in there every morning, then it might be nice to have a nice van and they see Paul and he turns up in the van with the sign writing, he's got his own mug, he has a chat with the management, has a chat with the work staff, they put the pallet in, Paul goes off, they wave him goodbye, everything's lovely, otherwise I wouldn't muck about. But I have done a video on sign written, the sign written signs on the CX. It's up to you, mate. It's up to you. Lee Westcott again says, I wonder what it would be like for us drivers if backload platforms disappeared. It's an interesting question, Lee, and it's got me thinking, you know, because we are kind of dependent on them as much as we, as, as, and they also depend on us. Symbiosis, that is. But I have thought what would happen, and uh, little star there, little star there, do a video on that one, Lee. I'll get you out on that. I'll give, I'll give that some thought. Get that ponder. Mm. Bills says, if fuel goes up to £2 a litre, what will happen on the CX? We will charge more money, Bills. My mate, Ian, I was speaking to Ian, the shipper, um, who was up the road this morning when we were doing the... Because we do the maintenance on checks every Saturday, do the checks and all that. Guys, I've got two going through it today on their PPIs. Um, PPMs, PPIs, PPIs, you know, annual check thing post it's called pre something check or something that's actually what ppm stands for pre something check or something and if you look it up on the internet and it tells you something different they're lying because i'm official and i know it stands for pre something check or something yeah i know a bloke at a pub told me um he's already turned around to his customer and said right it's going to cost you more money and they've gone okay it's the fuel's gone up with 10p a litre it's 10p a litre because of the nightmare that's happening out there. I feel so sorry for them. It's horrible. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's that's what's going to happen. You have to charge more money. If you don't charge more money, you're just going to end up not earning any money. And if you don't earn any money, well, convey a bit of fools, isn't it? Right, Florian Tanassi says, Hi, Pete. Lots of videos. Thanks, Florian. Um, I'm thinking of joining the CX. I have a short wheelbase. I don't have a limited company yet. Is this a problem? No, it's not a problem. I joined, in fact, I think we are still sole traders because we've still got that issue result with the fact that if we go limited, it mucks around with our operator's license. So at the moment, we're kind of focusing more on getting the lorries on the road than we are changing to limited, which is going to cost me more money on tax. But um, from your personal point of view, if you're a sole trader, if you're just like me when I started, just van and van and all that, you're probably better off just going sole trader. Tell us, tell us if you want the most basic package possible. You're not limited. You'll get get you what the cheapest package they do for as little time as possible. That was what I recommend. Uh, Dale Steele says, "Here's a question, Pedro." Hello, Dale. Could it be Pedro now? I'm not the first time I've been called Pedro before. Um, your mum and dad used to live in Spain, bless them. Uh, you've been sent to... Right, so you've been sent to pick up two pallets, but when you arrive, there's four. The weight isn't much of an issue, but what do you do? Do you charge more for the extra two pallets or just accept it within the weight limit? The short answer is I probably would just take it. In fact, I did on Friday and then came unstuck because when I got to drop it off, they went, oh, there's more than we thought there was. We're going to have to find room to put this. And then rather than getting tipped in 20 minutes, I was there for an hour in Derby at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon. I got home at eight. 
I'm like, I started at eight, I just went everywhere on Friday. But uh, but again, I think another video with a bit more detail on would probably be a good idea on that one, Dale. But thanks for the question. Anyway, uh, Christopher Wall says, Hi, Pete. How much mileage do you plan over a year, month, week, or do you adjust uh, PPM depending on what you're doing that day? Thanks for the videos. Uh, you know, I just adjust on what I'm doing that day. I've got price, I have price structures in my head. I know how much I want as a minimum price. I know how much ideally I would want as a, a per mile going out. And I know how much it costs me and, and all that kind of stuff. And I quote accordingly. And at the end of the day, the way I've always found in business is if at the end, of, when, when you finish at the end of the year and you work out, you pay all your bills and you've got money left in your hand, you're winning. I've not been the most analytic, clever, Al's much more switched on when it comes down to all this kind of the, the minutiae of the plan. I'm very much a kind of um, fly-by-night, wide-boy, small-time Charlie who just goes, well, I'll do it for that. And, and so far, I haven't come unstuck, which I think pretty much everybody agree with is, much, is more luck than judgment. But hey, long may it continue. Um, drop my pen. Um... Josh, Josh Hutchkinson says, Hi, Pete. Been doing this a year now. Interested to see the other points of view on hospital jobs. Some shippers post saying it's a hospital job, which I think is only fair. Some people live with vulnerable people, so they don't want to set foot during one of these COVID times. And, and you don't know until after you've accepted the job. Do you think the ship should make it compulsory for what the shippers say so? Um, I do. Pick my pen up again. Yeah, Josh, another video going out there. But I'll give you a short answer. I think you're within your rights. And we used to have one of the drivers who worked for us when I was doing the Mickey Mouse subcontract, your man thing. He, he, he wouldn't do alcohol. It wasn't a religious thing. He wouldn't do drugs or alcohol. Um, and if a job came through and it was like, say, Matthew Clark picking up three pallets of alcohol, we'd ring him up and he'd go, sorry, can't do this. So, well, what do you mean you can't do it? You've accepted it. So, yeah, it's alcohol, not doing it. Oh, yeah, but you've already accepted the job. Don't care. Not doing alcohol. You can cancel it, or you can wait for me to turn up, which I won't do. And in the end, they go, oh, that's where we posted it. But I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're all moral. Like you say, if you can't go into hospital because you've got um, dependent people, you know, you, you never said it was hospital. You never said it was a treatment centre. I can't go there. And that is a problem with CX. In fact, you don't know where you're going. Like, But also, one of the major advantages too, as, as um, what's his name said at the beginning, I can't even bother to go back to it. Uh, but no, that's one thing I quite like is the fact it keeps life differently. Moving concrete blocks around a film studio. Stay tuned for <laughs> Monday night's video. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Um, and finally, official tricky. He says, Pete, I've got a question about delivery notes. Where do you get them from? I get them from Amazon because delivery drivers deliver them and delivery drivers are wonderful people. And I use Ocean Pads. I did there, Ocean Pads are about six, seven quid. There is one on there that looks like Ocean Pads, which is about four, five quid. And I tried it and it's okay. It's absolutely fine, but just looks a little bit cheaper. And I know it makes no difference whatsoever, but for my personal preference, my own personal preference, and it is only my personal preference, I find Ocean Pads, if you type in, um, proof of delivery notes on Amazon. It pings up. It's about three or four. It's about six, seven quid for 50 sheets and they post it within a day or so. Works very well for me, but end of the day, you do you. I've done other ones. I've got some nice ones of Ian, you know, I was speaking about earlier. He gave me a load for free because he'd restructured the way that he manages his drivers and they had, they were in triplicate and they had all this extra information. I thought, oh, these look nice and then realised that I don't need triplicate and the extra information was just getting on my nerves. 
So just nice and simple, ocean pads, date, time, signature, where's it from, where's it to, that's it, lovely. And in conclusion this week, um, Vinzy Can says, I watch your videos because of your Cockney accent. I really like it, Vinzy. I'm like, it's lovely, sweetheart, but um, I'm not a Cockney. I'm from Luton. I'm, I'm from Luton, just like Stacey Dooley. And the next star who's going to be coming from Luton. Stay tuned for Wednesday night video. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you. Um, but no, and in fairness, the American mob are actually using me as... Um, Oh, something to do with their lessons or something like that. Which is brilliant. Stanley out there, if you still... Stanley and the guys over in the States, over in Utah, you know, Utah States. Um, thanks very much, if you're still out there. Um, probably miss this bit. I don't imagine anybody watches Q&A to the end. Certainly not me. Uh, Stephen Campbell says, Never seen anyone playing banjo in jail. I assume that's because they killed them before they got through the door. Remember, Dave the Chris says, Play banjo, go to jail. He also says, I wasn't allowed crayons because I said, I can't actually, don't let me have pens. They don't normally let me have pens, I have to use crayons, not those sharp objects. Uh, I wasn't allowed crayons either because I used to get food poisoning. As always. And if you just missed the last word this week, Steve, because it goes to Van on the road, Van on the run, who says, oh, because he said to do with a new lorry. He says, she looks lovely, bargain price of that mileage. Have you worked out which operator had it before you? It was Cross County Couriers. Who, if they're listening, are still paying my dart charge because they still registered it. I've told you, <laughs> if you made it to the end of the video, you want to cancel that. Every time I go over the crossing, I'm saving three quid. Thanks very much. Um, I did try to register it, but it won't let you register it because it's registered with another firm. It also said, must be a reasonable size firm, like the part of the Planet Network. And he says, and the deaf thing, the ding ding thing, you know, when you open the door and a deaf, or the lights are on, it goes, da 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 he said, I've watched that and many other driver's vlogs. Lauren Laverne's got this thing on um, on Six Music on the radio. It's called House Music. And it's the music that your house makes. You know, so there's one like my dishwasher. When you turn it on, it goes, doot, doot, doot. And when you turn it off, it goes, doot, doot, doot. And it sounds like it must be loved by madness if you keep pressing it. It goes, it must be love. I am seriously tempted to take the deaf thing and send it to Lauren Laverne because if you listen to it over and over again, it's the Lone Ranger. And on that note, I'm going to go and upload this video. Yeah, hope you're well. Spring, warm, lovely, sunny, shining. I've lost the feeling in my fingers. Hope you're well, guys and girls. Take care. Take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.